Welcome to Epiphany Fellowships Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Mason, lead pastor and founder of Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Our desire is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in every week to check out new messages. God bless you and take care. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, first of all, I want to give thanks to the Lord for allowing me to be here. And uh, with a sincere heart, I would like to extend my appreciation to Dr. Eric Merson and the entire eldership of this church for having me this morning to stand here and to share God's word. Honestly, I don't take for granted to come and to speak God's word. I know you have got great men and great women, but of all these people, you have allowed me that I could stand here. And secondly, I would like to give thanks to the entire church for the support and the partnership that we have had for many years. And through this partnership, the gospel has been preached in Malawi, the southern part of Africa, and the churches are being built. And um, yeah, yeah. And the pastors are being trained, and it's all because of this mutual partnership that we have had with you. Your prayers and your financial support is making a huge difference, as I always say, in our country, Malawi, the warm heart of Africa. Would we please stand as I'll be reading scripture from the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and I'll read from verse number 8 to verse number 12. And uh, please allow me to read and then at the end we're all going to say amen together. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and I'll be reading from verse number 8 to verse number 12. By the way, today's sermon has been entitled, Not Be Ashamed of the Gospel. Not Being Ashamed of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. On verse number 8, So don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, in his state share in the suffering for the Gospel. Relying on the power of God, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, According not to our works, but according to his own purpose. And the grace which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. Who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald. Apostle and a teacher. And that is why I suffer these things. But I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Friends, glass withers and the flower fades. But the word of God shall remain forever. Amen. Let's quickly pray together. Dear God, I am so grateful that Lord, you have allowed me to be here to worship. 
with these beautiful brothers and sisters of mine. Your word tells us that a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every way that proceed from thy mouth. Speak to us. Use me as your vessel to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may get seated, please. Like I said earlier on that I've entitled my message, Not Ashamed of the Gospel. If I were to ask all of you to say, are you ashamed of being a Christian? Probably, maybe all of you, you might say, no, I'm not ashamed to be a Christian, right? But it's not just that saying to say I'm not ashamed unless... You are put at a place where you can prove to say you are not ashamed of the gospel. It's another thing to say that, oh, you know, I love Jesus. I sing for Jesus. By the way, I love the phenomenal singing of our praise team here. It's just phenomenal. It's just amazing. But the singing that happens here, it should not end in these walls. As we go out and we face the real world in your waking places, in the places that you do your studies, in your homes, in your businesses places, when persecution comes, what do you do? This text that I've just read here was written by the Apostle Paul. And it was written at a time when he himself was going through tough times. He was in jail. He was under arrest. But even then, because of his faith in Jesus Christ, he's encouraging young Timothy not to be ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, as I was going through these texts, I came to appreciate that these persecutions and sufferings that we, 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 we read here is not only in the times of Apostle Paul. Even in our day. Even in our times. I mean, there may be some here to say, Pastor Manda, I've never been persecuted. Thank God. But it will come if you're a true believer. It's a matter of time. And there may be some here who say, you know what, young man? I know what you're saying. I've just come out of that. That's what the gospel is saying here. So Paul is writing to this young preacher by the name of Timothy to, to, to warn him, to prepare him, to say in this world that we live, it's a crooked world. But even, even if it is a crooked world, don't forget of who you are and what Jesus has done on the cross. And so he's, he's writing to this young man to say, I want you to be strong in the faith. Amen. The big question probably is to say, how do we remain faithful to the Christian calling? How do we remain faithful to the gift that God has entrusted in each one of us? Living in this world which is becoming more and more ungodly. 
We see this in our communities. We see this in our working places. And the big question that you have this morning is, how can I stay firm? How can I stand all these persecutions that are real in this real world? I'm glad you're asking that question, for there are two ways as far as this scripture is concerned. Number one, how can we stand firm in the midst of persecution? Is by embracing suffering. It's by embracing suffering, brothers and sisters. That's what we get in verse number eight. He says, don't be ashamed of the gospel, but it doesn't end there. He goes on to say that, you know, share the sufferings. You know, today, most people, we don't like to hear about sufferings. We want to hear the gospel, which probably, in my interpretation, is not even the gospel at all. Because you cannot separate suffering from the true gospel. And I'll show you why you cannot separate suffering from the gospel. Because Jesus, in John chapter number 15, on verse number 18 to 20, he says, in this world, you'll be hated. And before the world hates you, it hates me first. You are in the world, but you are not of this world. So why do we suffer sometimes? It's because we are not of this world. Amen. Beat in Africa, in Malawi, where I come from. If you ask uh, Pastor Mason, he'll tell you, we have gone through a lot just over, over months. But God is faithful. He is telling us to say, you know what, embrace it. Embrace it just as I have suffered on the cross. The book of Hebrews says that there's no suffering that you and I we can talk of today that Jesus doesn't understand. We all go through kind of sufferings in one way or the other. If you're true believers. The question is, when these sufferings come, do you embrace them? Do you count it as part of your faith to say, I, I know I'm supposed to go through this because I'm an ambassador of God's kingdom. Yeah. Or maybe we've just become like anybody else, whereby you like to hear good stuff from pastors. Sometimes pastors, we have, not sometimes, but all times I might say this. We need to say what is the truth, isn't it? Whether you say amen or you don't say amen, our job is to tell you the truth. I have been in other churches when pastors trying to preach the gospel. They're like, I don't like him, how he says things. I don't like how he looks. You can say that over and over again. But if it is the truth, I don't care what man can say. It's the truth. All great men and great women of faith, they have gone through kind of some sufferings at one time or the other. Friends, are you willing to suffer for the sake of gospel of Jesus Christ? The suffering that I'm talking about here, I'm not talking because you failed to take your wife to buy chick fil and then, I mean, at a chick fil milkshake, and you're like, oh man, I'm suffering. No, 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 no. 
I just thought to bring it up because I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, yeah. You too? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes as human beings, even us as Christians, we say, you know what, brother, I'm going through a tough time. You know, I was, I was cruising and the policeman stops me. I'm suffering from the gospel. You are not suffering from the gospel. <laughs> Speed limit which have been put in place is for your own security. But you, you, you know what, brother, my boss, oh my gosh, he doesn't like me because I'm a Christian. I was late just 10 minutes to, to report for work. That's not the kind of suffering that is being mentioned here. I'll show you. Let's quickly read First Peter chapter number 4. The kind of suffering that Paul is referring to. You would appreciate it better when we read First Peter Chapter number 4, starting from verse number 12. Are you there? First Peter chapter number 4, on verse number 12. It says, Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery order comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Listen to verse number 15. And this is where it is getting so hot. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, a murderer. But if anyone suffers as Christians, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in having that name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will be outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? So the sufferings that Paul is encouraging to young, young preacher Timothy, he says, young man, listen. I want you not to be shaken. I want you not to forsake the gospel. I want you to stand up for the truth. If you suffer, suffer because of the gospel. And share with me at that particular, he himself, Paul, was in prison. He says, share with me the sufferings that I'm going through. Here's a beautiful part. When we suffer for the gospel, Paul is not just saying, embrace it and lives there. He doesn't do that. Read verse number 8. Part B. He says, rely upon the power of God. When I suffer, when you suffer, when we suffer, when we are being opposed, when we are being rejected, when we are being ridiculed, when we are whatever name people may give you for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he says, embrace it. For the power of the cross is right there with you. Jesus is not just saying suffer for, for the sake of sufferings. Remember his words in the New Testament where he says that anyone who would like to be my disciple should what? 
carry his own cross. But we should not forget again in the book of John. Where he says, in this world you have more troubles. But take heart, I have overcome it. So, so, so even though we may suffer, even though we may feel to be lonely because you're standing up for the gospel, know what? Jesus has already defeated it on the cross. When he rose again from the dead, that's why I, I, I'm here to plead with you, brothers and sisters. I don't know what kind of situations you're going through, but embrace every suffering if it is for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't compromise your Christian standard. Don't compromise your faith. Paul is pleading with us in the book of Ephesians chapter number 4. He says, brothers, I urge you. Be wise how you live in this world, in this crooked generation. Young men, listen. If you are here, you are at, at college, you are studying. Don't compromise your faith because you want to be like everybody. You are not everybody. You were redeemed and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let people say what they may say about you, but you know who you are in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul is saying here. In Romans chapter number 12, Paul says, he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. A lot of people be it here in the United States or Africa or Asia, we are in the church, and, but when we go out, we live like everybody else. You can't be a Christian and be just like everybody else. You got to be different because of Christ who is in you. The beautiful thing, the grace of God is with us. As we struggle, as we shed tears, as we cry, as we mourn, we are not alone. God is with us. Quickly, number two. How can we remain faithful to the calling that God has given us? Having seen that we need to embrace the sufferings, which is very real, and then the second part, which I'm saying, we should know whom has called us. We need to know who has called us. We need to know where we belong. We need to know who is our master. And we get that in verse number, two, verse number 12 from the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 1. On verse 12, I'll quickly read it. Let me start maybe on verse number 11 to have a better understanding. Rather than verse number 10. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. And that is why I suffer these things. But I'm not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. 
friends, I don't know what kind of struggles you're going through because of your faith in Jesus Christ. But one thing that I know from what we read from the scripture, from brothers and sisters who have gone before us, they had one thing in common. They knew who called them. They knew who redeemed them. They knew who died for them and rose again from the dead. And his name is Jesus Christ. So as Paul is writing this to say, I, I know that I'm suffering because I'm a teacher. You may have different, you know, gifts or waking that, I mean, the wake where you work. My persecution may not be your persecution. It might differ in some ways. Your struggles may be different from the neighbor who is sitting with you right now. But all of us, we know, and we know that we know that we belong to God who is the God of the entire universe. Who is bigger than the problems that you and I we can face. So as Paul is writing to young Timothy, he says, I want you to mark this young Timothy. I am suffering because I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going through tough time because of my faith in Jesus Christ. And, but, but listen, even though I am suffering, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Verse number 12, I know whom has called me. That knowledge of the one who has called you, it makes a big difference. You may be in a family whereby you have, you have gone through so much. You have cried and cried. You have talked to people and it seems nothing is happening. But you never give up in your faith because you know who has called you. His name is Jesus Christ. You may have worked from one place to the other and everybody, they say negative things about you. Just because you believe in Jesus Christ. And they, they, they say all these terms, you know what, you have to be politically correct. There's nothing like being politically correct as far as the truth is concerned. Truth shall remain to be truth. Whether you like it or not. Whether everybody says, oh yeah, that's the truth. But if it is not truth, it will never be truth. Amen? Amen. How do we know about this? If you read the book of Daniel, chapter number 3, on verse number 16. You hear the story about these three young men, brave young men, faithful young men who knew their God. When the entire kingdom had agreed to worship the statue that was made by King Nebuchadnezzar. And when they were summoned by the king himself, and he says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I hear that you guys, you are not willing to bow down to this statue. And he says, I'm giving you last warning. You know what these young men said? He says, hear this, O king. <laughs> Amen. Hear all this, king, whether our God may not save us. We have no time to worship this idol. That's a great faith. They knew whom they have put their trust in. You might be at a waking place and you know that your boss is playing around with your mind. If you don't do this, I'll kick you out of the work. 
So you are caught between two worlds. Should I compromise my faith so that my paycheck should keep on coming? Or maybe you're in a relationship for that matter. And you know for sure that your boyfriend or your girlfriend is, is, is pushing you on ungodly things. And you're debating, should I continue with him or not? After all, he's the only guy who took me for dating. If, 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 I, if, if, I, if I say no to him, will I find another good guy? There is a temptation for you. And these are real temptations in our lives. If I'm not going to do this, will my business work? Maybe I should just compromise a little bit. Not with Daniel, Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego. They said no. They said no. Why? They knew their master. That the God who called them is God of the entire universe. He's Arthur and Omega. His name is Victory. All this world belongs to him. Nothing is impossible by that God. And so they become tough. You know the story how it ended. The king was so adamant to the point that he took them and threw them in the burning furnace. What happened? They never got burned. Scripture says not even one of their hair from their head. Why? Jesus was with them. That makes a big difference. Your family may be going through a tough time. Don't compromise. As long as you know who has called you in your family. Everybody in your street may be saying bad things about you. Stick on to King Jesus. He cares for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He had been with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He will be with you all the times. No matter how tough it may be. Because he's God himself. Listen, even if it may mean that we'll die, it doesn't mean that God has forsaken us. Oh yeah, we know that. You, you, you read the book of Acts. Stephen was stoned to death. He was a man of faith. But he never compromised his faith because he said, I can't do that. Friends, as I'm concluding this morning, where is your walk? With the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you embracing suffering when they come in your life? Or maybe you keep on crying, why me Lord, why me Lord? Don't forget, Christianity and the sufferings will never be separated. For one single reason, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Jesus who is the truth himself, he is in us. There is no way the world will like you the way you are. The beautiful thing, you are not in it alone. He says, rely upon him. In verse number six and verse number seven, that's where you, you can like get the whole meat. He says, we are not being given the spirit of fear. You know that? God has not given us the spirit of fear. 
When our church was going through a tough time, I had to make a decision. It wasn't an easy decision. I had to choose to stand up for the truth or else to protect my comfort zone. But I said, I can't do that. I know who died for me on the cross. I better become slaves of him who died on the cross of Calvary. Friends, don't be enslaved by the things of this world. Even if it may mean that you be rejected and you feel lonely, better for you to be lonely with Jesus than to be with everybody and then you lose your life. Our Lord Jesus Christ was never an entertainer at all. There were times everybody rejected him. But because he knew that God the Father was with him, he never compromised his Godship. Never at all. Don't compromise your faith. Use the gift that God has given you in whatever capacity that God has given you. We are not alone in this business. We are co-workers with Christ. And Jesus, our master, is with us as long as our faith is on him. Don't compromise your faith. Know who has saved you. Know the one who died for you on the cross. Cling on to Jesus Christ. Let everybody say what they may say, but never disappoint your master. And that's why Paul here is ending this saying by saying, the one who is with me shall enable me to accomplish that which has been entrusted in me. The good Lord who began a good work in us shall bring it into accomplishment. Never be ashamed for the gospel. Embrace the sufferings. Know who has called you. Above all, put your trust in him who is able to bless you, to protect you above the way that you can imagine. Let's pray. Father God, I have no idea what your children are going through in this room. But you know all of us, our struggles. You know the pain and the sufferings that each one of us, it may be on the family level, it may be individually, but God, I pray that allow the power of our spirit to strengthen us, to give us hope of clinging unto you and never be ashamed of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much more than we could ever imagine. In this precious name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. I hope that it was a blessing to you and it was aiding in your life to help you to show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. If this message has been a blessing to you, we want you to consider partnering with us in ministry so that we can maximize what God has called us to do locally, nationally, and internationally. You can go to epiphanyfellowship.org, go under give and consider donating. Thank you. Take care. See you next week.